Audio Parfait. All sorts of technical difficulties. All right, so take two, shall we? Microphones are on and everybody's <laughs> awake and ready to go. Uh, the joys of at-home recording. Awake? Is that what you call it? Awake? You're awake. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sleeping inside my head. <laughs> this is just a shell. Oh, okay. Somebody else is operating right now. Like uh, like Men in Black, where you open up your face and you be a little alien inside? Yeah. Okay. I'm Kevin. I'm Stephanie. Welcome to the weekday Cliff Notes version of Open a Fucking Book. Feels like we've done this already. Yes. Tonight? I'm sorry. It's okay. Somebody forgot to turn your microphone on. Usually he does it for me. Uh. Sometimes. Sometimes I do it for you. And I forgot. He said he could hear me, so I thought it was on. I was like, why, why is she so quiet? And then... She turned her microphone on. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. All right. Well, as we were saying before we stopped and had to restart over, Stephanie, you have some news. Yeah. So, J.K. Rowling is in the news again with some controversy with her new book. And the the readers around the world are up in arms. And with controversy, there comes two sides. And the book is about a transgendered man who pretends to be a woman and goes around killing other women just women um that's the mo so on and so forth and based off of her previous tweets about the transgender community yeah people aren't happy about it yeah, it might not be the best move. she <laughs> claims that she doesn't have any hard feelings towards those people or any dislikes or anything like that at all which you know who knows how what her real feelings are claim what you want but your actions actions speak louder than words but other people are saying art is art just she could rewrite it because it's it's a fucking book it's fiction it's non-fiction it's this it's that you know it's just a fucking book it's not like she's using what's going on in real life today and making art out of it big deal yeah but I mean, you have to you got to understand your fucking audience and you got to understand what's going on with your reputation when you do stuff like if you were to come out if you're a, a major author who have a huge following and you were to come out and say something stupid like oh you know, pedophiles are just another version of the LGBTQ community. They're just looked out on. And everybody fucking blasts you for that, as they should. And you go, well, I'm not saying that they're they're okay. I'm just saying that it's a sexual orientation. It doesn't mean it's okay. And everybody's like, it, that's what it sounds like you're saying. And you go, no, 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 no. And then you go and write a book about a pedophile. It's not going to look very good. If you're coming out and, and saying shit about the transgender community and everybody gives you shit about it and you go, no, 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 I'm, I'm fine with it. And then you immediately after that put out, say, talk about how you're putting out a book 
about somebody in the transgender community who goes around killing only women, it doesn't look good. No, but I think the the premise of the story is actually quite inter- interesting because it reminded me of an episode of SVU that I had watched. Okay. And, you know, if TV can make episodes about stuff like that, why can't an author write it? Because the TV show didn't come out talking shit about transgender people. No, but they're basically showing that transgender people can do all the same thing that straight people can do. They they are saying that, and transgender people can do the same thing that heterosexual and cisgender people do. But again, the show isn't coming out and saying, oh, the transgender community is trying to eliminate the, the female sex and all that shit. And then putting an episode out about it. They're just putting an episode out about it because that's what happened to be putting an episode out about. It, it, you, it, that's the difference. I know, but I mean, I, I really don't think it's going to hurt her sales at all. I don't know how well this... I, I mean, because you say, well, it sounds like an interesting premise. Well, sure, it sounds like an interesting premise, but the story of Albert Fish is interesting. It doesn't mean that anybody should redo it. If you don't know who Albert Fish is, this isn't a true crime podcast. I wouldn't recommend looking it up because it's disgusting, but it's 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 horrible. And you shouldn't read you know, people who do Ted Bundy. The whole Ted Bundy story is interesting, but you shouldn't come out and in defense of him. I'm not coming to her defense. Well, I'm, no, she, it's the art she's that doing needs the opposite to... of that. She's saying that she's pretty much saying that transgender people are trying to do all this shit when they're not and then she's going to write a book about a transgender murderer it it does it's not a good fit it it's just not we don't know if she was working on this book before this stuff came out i'm sure she was books don't just magically happen she they they take a long time to come up with the ideas and and write and and produce and, and publish you and I know that better than a lot of people of all the authors so far that we've studied books don't usually just fall out of your ass it's yeah I know you gotta work I know so I imagine that yes she was working on this for a while which makes it even worse she's working on this about a transgender woman or transgender man I'm not sure which starts going around killing all these women you probably shouldn't say anything about the transgender community if you know you have a book coming out about somebody in the transgender community. That she always seemed to me to be smarter than that. Unless unless it's a whole publicity thing and she's just using it to get her name out there. Because, you know, that's something she needs to do. If you haven't ever heard of J.K. Rowling, she wrote a little series called Harry Potter. Just a just a little book. You can get it at independent bookstores. I don't know if if anybody's ever heard of it. Oh, you look real hard. You could you could probably find old copies on eBay. She doesn't need publicity, so I'm guessing it probably wasn't for poor publicity. Like Stephen King doing something crazy, so everybody remembered who he was. He unfollowed J.K. Rowling, and that's that was not a, a crazy. Big... Thing. It's a big thing, but that's not a crazy thing because he's smart enough to know. Oh, lady. 
I put kids having sex in my fucking books, but you just need to stay the fuck away from me. That's bad. But Stephen King can't handle what you're saying. Okay. All right. We'll we'll move on before it takes a whole hour to discuss this. Okay. So let's get to the books of the week. Well, actually, I was going to bring up a book. Okay. Well, that... then you can start us off. Well, okay. So every week when you bring up books, we all know that I like to go book shopping because... Hey, new books. Yay. Sometimes while we're literally recording the episode, she's buying the book I am talking about. It has yes. happened more than once. Yes. Um, I think I found a book that is going to make Kevin go online and buy this book today, tonight, or right now. I've done that before. I bought the little Alan, Edgar Allan Poe book. After but, we talked about it. Yeah, but this one is, is different. Okay. Well, I'm interested to hear about it. Let's go. Come on. It is called, it just released today, right. Post-Apocalypto, the graphic novel by Tenacious D. Oh, yes. Uh, they had the, that Post-Apocalypto was a YouTube series where they put all the cartoons on. And I have the album on my phone. Through it was Google, now it's YouTube. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get that book. $29.99, and it's by Fantagraphic Books. Yeah, so it's I not bad. That. I get that, yeah. For a graphic novel, no. No, I, I've got graphic novels that cost more than that. Yeah, so, I know. That's not horrible. Because that's about as yeah. much as... So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to rush and buy it right now. Yeah, you know, right after we're done recording, I'll have publishing and, and editing and all that shit to do. But yeah, I would I would imagine at some point I'd probably pick that one up. I got a book on here, our children's book that I might buy just just to show people. <laughs> I'm I'm anxious to hear about it. You keep telling me about this it's book. Great. So. It's fucking great. I, it was it was one of those it was one of those cover that I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But first let's like we always do, let's start with our fiction book. Okay. And this is the Last Story of Mina Lee by Nancy Julian Kim. A profoundly moving and unconventional mother-daughter saga, The Last Story of Mina Lee illustrates the devastating realities of being an immigrant in America. Margot Lee's mother, Mina, isn't returning her calls. It's a mystery to 26-year-old Margot until she visits her child apart childhood apartment in Koreatown, Los Angeles and finds that her mother has suspiciously died. The discovery sends Margot digging through the past, unraveling the tenuous, invisible strings that held together her single mother's life as a Korean War orphan and an undocumented immigrant, only to realize how little she truly knew about her mother. Interwoven with Margot's present-day search is Mina's story of her first year in Los Angeles as she navigates the promise, promises and perils of the American myth of reinvention. While she's barely earning a living by stocking shelves at a Korean grocery store, the last thing Mina ever expects is to fall in love. But that love story sets in motion a series of events that have consequences for years to come, leading up to the truth of what happened the night of her death. Told through the intimate lens of a mother and daughter who have struggled all their lives to understand each other, the last story of Mina Lee is a powerful and exquisitely woven debut novel that explores identity, family, secrets, and what it truly means to belong. 
from Park Row Books. It came out the first of this month, uh, 384 pages. Nice. How's that sound to you? Mm, I usually don't. I mean, it sounds like a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. I just don't usually read the mommy and me stuff. Yeah, I know. And and I, it, there's no magic in it, so I think that just throws you right out of it. No, I there are books that I read that don't include magic. Just not very many. <laughs> Either okay. magic, death, uh, fantasy, you know, that kind of evil stuff. Yeah. Young adult novel stuff. No, young adult. That, That's mostly young adult. Novel. Adult contemporary is mostly what I have. Uh, you get a lot of YA. No, actually, I don't. Because yeah, half the books you have I've seen in the YA section when I'm looking for books. There's been a couple books I pulled up in the YA section that I was going to talk about. I was like, oh, I found this book. You're like, I have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new exclusive discount code for thebeardstruggle.com. Ladies, you know that man in your life with the big, beautiful beard? Or the one trying to grow a beard, even if it's just a little stubble? Well, what you might not know is that the skin underneath all that face fur can get dried out and super itchy, causing scratching that leads to flaking, and if there's anything worse than head dandruff, it's beard dandruff. That's why we've teamed up with thebeardstruggle.com. They know what goes into having a big, glorious beard, hence the name. And they've created some of the best products in the market to help the man in your life gain those majestic chin locks and soothe the skin underneath. Be it the day and night oils, which keep the beard soft and the skin moisturized, and they smell great, by the way. Or the beard straightener that calms those extra curly face hairs and makes that beard look fuller and healthier. Kevin uses these products and his beard has never looked, felt, or smelled better than... I, I really enjoy playing with the beard now. Beardstruggle.com uses 100% all-natural ingredients. They never test on animals and have a 90-day money-back guarantee. All you have to do is go to thebeardstruggle.com, all one word, or click on the link in the show notes. And don't forget to use our exclusive discount code, AUDIO15, for 15% off at checkout. That's A-U-D-I-O-1-5 for 15% off your entire order. Go now. So our nonfiction, usually I do a Trump thing at this point, uh. is How I Built This, The Unexpected Paths to Success by Guy Raz. Great ideas often come from a simple spark. Two young business executives, tired of clunky, oversized luggage, decide to build a better suitcase. If you've ever heard of those suitcases called Away. A former Buddhist monk decides the very best way to spread his mindfulness teachings is by launching an app, Headspace. A business school student designs a website to purchase tailored clothes online, Stitch Fix. Award-winning journalist and NPR host Guy Raz has interviewed more than 200 highly successful entrepreneurs to to uncover amazing true stories like these. In How I Built This, He shares tips for every entrepreneur's journey from the early days of formulating your idea to raising money and recruiting employees, to fending off competitors, to finally paying yourself a real salary. This is a must read for anyone who has ever dreamed of starting their own business or wondered how trailblazing entrepreneurs made their own dreams a reality. From Huffton Mifflin Harcourt books, comes out 
this month, 320 pages. Uh, so if you're looking at starting a Stephanie, you do you you have your own little thing going on. I make soaps and bath bombs. And she and she sold some. I made my first sale today. You did? Well, yesterday. I'm very proud or, of you. Yeah, yesterday. She's a business owner. She owns she owns half of this network. Coming up in the world. <laughs> I'm a businesswoman. <laughs> Okay, so normally I do the children's book, but I'm going to save that for last. <laughs> so we'll go right to our YA, which is Legendborn by Tracy Dion. Filled with mystery and intriguingly rich magic system, Tracy Dion's YA contemporary fantasy Legendborn offers a dark allure of City of Bones with her modern-day twist on a classic legend and a lot of southern black girl magic. After her, after her mother dies in an accident, 16-year-old Bree Matthews wants nothing to do with her family's memory, memories or childhood home. A residential program for bright high schoolers at UNC Chapel Hill seems like the perfect ex escape until Bree witnesses a magical attack her very first night on campus. A flying demon feeding on human energies. A secret society of so-called legend-born students that hunt the creatures down, and a mysterious teenage mage who calls himself a Merlin and who attempts and fails to wipe Bree's memory of the events she saw. The mage's failure unlocks Bree's own unique magic and a buried memory with a hidden connection. The night her mother died, another Merlin was at the hospital. Now that Bree knows that there's more to her mother's death than what's on the police report, She'll do whatever it takes to find out the truth, even if that means infiltrating the legendborn as one of their initiates. She recruits Nick, a self-exiled legendborn with his own grudge against the group, and their reluctant partnership pulls them deeper into society's secrets and closer to each other. But when the legendborn reveals themselves as descendants of King Arthur's knights and explains what a magical war is coming, Bree has to decide how far she'll go for the truth and whether she should use her magic to take the society down or join the fight. From Margaret K. McEldery Books, it actually came out today. 512 pages, ages 13 to 17, but it's young adults, so pretty much any age that's into that type of stuff. I mean, it's, it does sound like the Shadowhunter series. Yeah. But... I, I guess instead of angels and demons, it's magicians and demons. Looks like it, yeah. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, I think it is. I thought I figured it was right down your alley. Yeah. Now for the kids' book. So I'm going to give the description, and then uh, I'm going to show Stephanie a picture of it. So, Tom Transport is stuck in a snowdrift with all the presents for the town's Christmas party. It's up to hookers the tow truck and blow the snowblower to make their way through the snow to save the day and the party. It's for, from Whamdozer, the Whamdozer Company, came out yesterday, 22 pages, so it's short for a kid. It's by Mutiny C. Pepin. Stephanie? Hookers and blow save Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 
hookers and blows save Christmas. How many poor, poor men have said that same thing to themselves lonely at night on a Christmas Eve? Ah, hookers and blow save Christmas. (laughs) Maybe it would have been better if hook and blow save Christmas. How How did this book get made? For children, and it's a legitimate children's book. I because I guess as long as there's no pictures of scantily clad women and no, you, know, you saw the cover. It's cocaine. Got a, it's got a, a tow truck on it and a big snow snow, snow snow blower. Yeah, so I mean, it's a hooker mm-hmm. and a blower, Look, not a uh, hooker that blows. And and it's and it's the name of the tow truck is Hookers, not Hooker. So it's Hookers and Blow. <laughs> Don't you just love <laughs> adult puns on children's books? <laughs> just I told you. I was like, this is a book that I would buy a three year old that doesn't belong to me. What about your grandchild? Oh God, yeah. You're gonna read it to her or sure. children? Whenever we have them, sure. I'll, I'll I'll buy it right now, and I'll save it. I'll put it on the fucking bookcase so people can see it when they walk in. Just the because it'll probably just say hookers and blow on the on the side. Yeah, yeah. Instead of hookers and blow, save Christmas. When I saw it, I thought of the old Ween song, "Bananas and Blow." I was like, "What?" It's hookers and blow. I don't, I thought it was funny. I it was one. That's the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. I thought it was great. It, that is fantastic. <laughs> I love puns. I do, but you'll all get to see the picture. The, the those kids will be going to preschool saying, "Teacher, teacher, I read Hookers in Blue." <laughs> they say Christmas. Just... That's why we give. That's why we give it to other people, or we read it to grandchildren so they can call the parents. And then we'll get calls from the parents. Oh, I don't. If we get calls from the parents of our grandchildren, then we're getting calls from our children, and I won't care. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking deal with it. All figure right. it out. Figure, give your balls a tug. All right, well, that's all we got, so let's give out the socials. On the uh, Instagram and Twitter, we are at OpenAFINGBook. I am at ECJBAT, and we are also at Audio Parfait. I'm YoungETM6 on Twitter, YoungETAM on Instagram. You can go to a Goodreads account, goodreads.com slash audio parfait. You can see all the books that we research for Saturday shows. And you can see the books that we cover on Weekday Cliff Notes. Email us at info.audioparfait.com. Tell us if there's any books you want us to cover, any authors you want us to cover, what you're reading. Just pretty much you want to tell us anything. Just how we're doing, what you think we could pr- improve on, what you like, what you want us to do more of. You can go to the webpage, audioparfait.com, where you can get all the episodes of Weekday Cliff Notes, our Saturday series, where we're covering all the authors you know and love. Right now, we are in the middle of our Alex Haley series. Part two comes out Saturday final episode so it's a two-parter Yay. and you can also get episodes of our wrestling show called i know it's not real but that had to hurt yeah and we we changed the format up a little bit i like it more because we're actually talking about wrestling instead of doing news and rumors so i like it you can always get our uh our weekly mount rushmores which are fun to do 
and uh, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash audio parfait. Uh, all your donations go towards making this these better shows, better quality. Um, you can get better. Uh, so are you over there popping your shoulders? No, in the middle of my back. Oh. Can you hear it? Uh, yeah, I can. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't think you could hear no, it. It fucking hear it. hurts. It's I need loud. to pop it. Um. Anyway, you can go to our Patreon, and again, all the all the donations we get will will go back in towards making the the shows better, better quality, better content, better research materials. Um, we have the stickers still that we got from our friends at Old Red Sofa on Pinterest. You can uh, on, on Etsy. Etsy. It was that's not Pinterest. You on 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 Etsy, and uh, we'll thank them for giving us the for sending them sending us those. And they're the Spotify stickers, so you just you know search camera, take a picture of it, and boom, show comes up, and you can just start listening to it. Wherever you uh, listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening right now, can rate us, review us, follow us, comment, whatever it lets you do. Go ahead and do it. It really helps us out. Five stars if if you could, and uh, let us know what you think of the show. Let everybody else know what you think of the show. Go to your library, local bookstores, help out a local author if. You have the income right now to do so. Volunteer if you can. And I think, Stephanie, that's about it. That is about it. All right. Well, take care of yourself. Take care of one another. Between now and time we get to talk to you again, do yourself a favor. Stephanie, what do they need to do? They need to go open the fucking book. All right. We'll see you. I did a drum roll. Bye, guys. (laughs) 